Welcome to The Creative Push, an intimate and diverse podcast for creators. Here, artists and makers of all kinds share tips, knowledge, advice, and inspiration that you can learn from. I'm your host, Sherry O'Neill, a photographer, artist, and educator. This podcast is part of my Learn and Create platform, helping artists further their education through creativity, art, and business. Hi, I'm Nan Flynn, a letterpress printer. Welcome, Nan. Thank you for having me, Sherry. Tell me where you grew up. I grew up in a small southern town called High Point, North Carolina. My mom was fairly creative. She was a painter in her younger days. And my oldest brother, I have three brothers, my oldest one was an artist. But he was quite a bit older that I didn't really share that love with him. Um, I feel like I spent most of my time as a child in the kitchen. And there is a lot of creativity that happens in the kitchen. And I think that's where I really learned to appreciate doing things the slow way, the old-fashioned way, if you will. I mean, we always made our pie crust from scratch, and it just tastes better, you know, when you do that. And I remember making kites, homemade kites, and Dad even wanted us to make homemade glue. So we did that. That just really left an impression that has been a thread throughout my life to do things the old-fashioned way. Did you partake in art in elementary school, middle school, high school? (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. I have never had an art class. I've never taken a design class. Um, I feel like I know good design when I see it. Um, I certainly know good design when I engage with it. And I think that's the true test of good design is actually Um, interacting with it and how effective it feels and how natural it feels. Where'd you go to college? I went to University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. And what what were your studies there? I studied psychology. Wow. Big, big difference there from art. Big (laughs) difference, yes. What got you into letterpress? Ever since I moved to Nashville back in 1986, the year I graduated from college, I've always admired Hat Show Print. I'll never forget seeing their posters for the first time. It stopped me in my tracks. I've just always admired their work, and there's just something about that aesthetic that I knew I needed to learn more about. I had a week of vacation, and I thought, what am I going to do? And I Googled letterpress workshops near me, and the closest one was in University of Miami in Ohio. And so I worked out perfectly. It was a week-long beginner workshop, so I trucked up there and took a class and fell absolutely in love with the whole process. Erin Beckloff was my teacher, And she's been very instrumental in getting me connected into the letterpress community. In fact, she was the person who connected me to purchase my first press, which is a pearl platinum press. And it's uh, a very special press, needless to say. And what year did you actually get started in letter printing? I think it was about 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of stumbled on that as a... I did. As a love? Yeah, I did. I liked the tedious process of it, setting one letter at a time and using your voice to um, get a message out into the world. Uh, from that workshop, I ended up doing a internship at Hat Show Print, and I thought I'd just hit the jackpot with that. I was so excited to be there. Didn't make a penny, 
didn't matter. I loved being around those creative people. And I felt so included with that group of designers there. Learned a lot from them. Explain how that works. So I signed up. um, I had been laid off from corporate America. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a year off, but with intention. And the first thing I wanted to do was this internship at Hat Show Print. And it's a bucket list thing for me to do. So there were four interns in this particular six-week window, and I was the oldest one by at least 30 years. And um, I think they were worried about me if I was going to be able to stand up on those concrete floors all day. (laughs) But I I survived. I made it. Um, But every day we would go in and we would help the designers uh, design posters uh, for the Ryman Auditorium or for corporate accounts around Nashville. So we actually got to print and um, create posters for the paying public out there. Did that advance your creativity? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it just made me hungry to want to learn even more. I took a couple of workshops um, over various summers at Penland, the North Carolina School for Craft, and um, had incredible teachers there. I've uh, learned under David Wolski and Eileen Wallace and Brad Vetter, of course. Um, He's a madman on press. Um, So all of those different teachers have taught me so many different tricks of the trade. I have also recently been up to Hamilton Woodtype Museum for their annual Ways Goose Conference. And that is a conference, a gathering, if you will, of fellow letterpress printers. I want to know, where did you get your printer's press? So the first press I got was the Pearl Platin Press. And my friend Erin, who taught me how to print at the very first workshop that I took, she connected me with Paul Aiken up in Zion, Illinois. So I trucked up to Zion and uh, bought this press from him. We disassembled it into three large pieces, got it into my car, drove it back to town, and that is my primary press and probably always will be. I did acquire another proofing press, which is a Nolan press. That's fun to use also. My guillotine paper cutter, whew, that was a project. (laughs) I found that up in Chicago, had it shipped down. Make a long story short, it got really rusted. And I had to disassemble it, de-rust it, sand it all down, put it back together, repaint it. And now it's in a key piece of my equipment that I use. Um, And it will slice a big stack of paper and it'll be perfectly smooth on the edges. It's, It's a dream to use. It's very satisfying. My press is probably about 140 years old. My guillotine paper cutter is maybe 75 years old, something like that. Each weigh about 1,000 pounds. Um, but the process of letter rest printing is uh, using movable type, meaning each letter is in an individual piece. And a lot of people would argue, including myself, that movable type is the most important invention ever. Because it took the verbal word to a way that you could move the letters around and print it and communicate this via writing out to a broader audience. So it really drove communication of messages, um, news. Mass printing, basically. Mass printing, yeah. 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 So, um, and it all started with movable type. 
So that's literally the process is pressing letters that have ink on them into paper. So it's letterpress printing. So it's really just as simple as that. Anytime I'm working with any of my tools, it's like you're shaking hands with history. I always wonder, oh, who used this E or this A before me? What were they saying in their print? Um, you know, this reglet or this um, key, you know, what was it unlocking? You know, what were they setting? I always would love to know the history behind the tools and how they were used before and me. And where do you find those tools? Like, how do you find them? Just a little bit of everywhere. Sometimes on eBay, um, sometimes at auctions, um, at letterpress conferences. People will be selling some things. There's a site called briarpress.org, which is a letterpress community bulletin board type website. Um, so you can pick up some things there. Um, just, it's a treasure hunt. Is there anything that you wish you'd known when you got started? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, just, you know, reach out and ask questions. I wish I had um, started earlier, for sure. But um, life gives you what you need at the time that you need it. Um, so, but what I have learned is that the letterpress community is so open and giving with their knowledge. Uh, there are no letterpress secrets out there. We would much rather see all these tools and presses be used. It's preservation through using it. Mm -hmm. um, we want to keep the, the art form alive. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I hope you're enjoying the creative push. This show is a labor of love and it sure would help if you'd click the subscribe button, share with your friends, and give me a thumbs up rating. If you want to support the podcast, you can offer a small monthly donation to help sustain the work and time it takes to produce future episodes. And you can cancel at any time. Click the link in the show notes for more information. Any support is greatly appreciated, and I'm glad to have you here. Now let's get back to the show. Tell me about your, your technique. Is it different from other people? Do you, are there certain people that you've, I know you've, dealt with the the, the hatch print uh -huh. um but are there specific printers themselves that you've and that has have inspired you if so who are they who are they and then tell us about your process in general like what aspects of the of the art is it that you thrive on or that mm -hmm. that you feel most connected to right I probably thrive mostly hand setting the metal and wood type there are a lot of printers out there who will use, in conjunction with the manual process, um, technology. So the Adobe Suites, whether it's um, Photoshop or Illustrator or InDesign, using that in conjunction with um, letterpress printing for the final product. Um, I did take a course last summer of photorealistic letterpress printing. So that's basically digital Correct. Yes, yes. Not so using the press necessarily for... You start digital and you make a CMYK polymer plate. So, and you um, have four different plates, one for cyan, magenta, yellow, and black. And then you print the yellow plate first and then magenta exactly on top of it. And then cyan exactly on top of those two. And then black on top of all three. And when they're perfectly registered, so you're starting analog, I mean, starting digital, finishing 
on the letterpress uh, press, and it comes out like a photorealistic print. It's really pretty amazing. So that was a fun way to incorporate digital technology into a really old art form. Mm -hmm. I also really enjoy looking at letters as shapes. And David Wolski, the previous summer at Penland, took a course under him, and he's the master of doing this. So just isolating a section of a letter and overlapping colors and shapes um, can make really interesting prints. When was your very first recollection of letterpress? How old were you? What, what was it that, you, that attracted you to it? I think the very first recollection I have was in 1986 when I moved to Nashville and seeing a hat show print poster for the first time. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was called letterpress. I just knew I really loved the aesthetic and I wanted to know more. So I started to research hat show print as I started seeing their posters all around town and um, went down there to their store when they were on Lower Broad and walked in and the cats greeted me at the front door and I saw all these people working on this antique equipment in the back and I was just didn't know what in the world they were doing, but I was fascinated. I needed to know more. Mm -hmm. So that was the beginning. beginning. (laughs) The smell, the sound, the tactile feel of the paper, everything about it, I was hooked. What is it that you do for for actual, for a living? If you're not a a full-time artist, what exactly is it that you do? Yeah, this is still more or less my hobby. Um, I cram my weekends with letterpress printing, but I work full-time at Montgomery Bell Academy right now. And the segue to that is you're actually getting ready to really offer this to the world online like you're having a a website built and absolutely so my website is nanotypeletterpress.com and yeah launching soon and you've got you've created a a vast array which i'll share um of imagery of of cards and stock and and things that people can purchase soon that's correct that's correct Uh have you had any failures working with letterpress? Every time you get the ink out, <laughs> you're going to have a failure. But that's what we call make ready. <laughs> make ready is when you're positioning the form that you're printing to print exactly where you want it on the paper. And you're playing with color, you're pay- playing with the pressure of the um, letters to the paper, making sure that that's just right. All these overprints, all these make-readies can turn out to be some really beautiful work. Um, so they're kind of happy accidents in and of themselves. What is creativity to you? Oh, good question. Creativity is um, any expression of yourself, I think. I think creativity also really comes forward when you get off the screens. Our brains can really process information when we get away from the computer and just start being tactile, being intentional about our work with our hands. Um, Slowing down, just, it's almost therapeutic for me to, to work with my hands and feel each letter one at a time. It's a very contemplative process for me. 
What inspires you or motivates you to create? Ah, working with my hands. It's just the soul work. It's where the heart comes in. Um, it's this tactile connection, I think, between the past and the present. Um, and like I said before, it's just it's therapy for me. And the work of letterpress printing is not perfect, and I kind of enjoy those imperfections. Um, you might not get a real solid print of ink, but might have a little noise in it, as we call it. But I think that's what adds character. Um, and again, you know, I always wonder who printed with this type before me, because all my type is antique. It's really old. It has nicks and dings and maybe some wormholes in it. Um, I just always want to know where that type has been before me. Do you get stuck? I do sometimes, and sometimes I'll just walk away or just put a crazy color on the press and just see what happens. Um, sometimes I'll put letterpress aside and maybe hand-stitch some notebooks. Um, I like to do that as well. I like to fuss with anything with my hands. How do you find the time to do this, uh, this art form? Uh, weekends and nights. Yeah, mostly. So I just make time. And, you know, I will say in COVID at the beginning of the lockdown, this is what got me through. It really is because I am by myself here. It's just me and my dog. And, um, I really was hungry for that human touch. I didn't have that, but I'd could do some tactile activities, um, stitching books and doing letterpress printing. So that really got me through the worst part of COVID. Tell me about the hat you have on. <laughs> Luddites unite. <laughs> so a Luddite, for those of you who may not know, is a person who rejects technology. And um, one could argue that I reject technology. Um, Letterpress printing is a perfect example of that. I'm also not the one that's ever going to have the latest model of the iPhone or, you know, an electric can opener or anything like that. So I'm I'm pretty much a Luddite at heart. Um, This hat was given to me by a close friend of mine who is also a fellow Luddite. He does... Uh, chain stitching on old Tommy sewing machines. And um, he brought this uh, to my gathering that I had last weekend. Every year, the weekend before Thanksgiving, I have a gratitude party. And I just cast a wide range of invitations out to a group of friends that the Venn diagram doesn't exactly overlap. And um, nothing is more rewarding for me than to gather people into my home and watch the connections happen. So I provide letterpress stationery for them to all write a note out into the world. They can send it to themselves, uh, to a friend, a family member, and then I drop all the letters into the mail the next day, and, and everybody gets snail mail. What do you find is your biggest struggle with your work? Uh, maybe the time that it takes. Um, it is a very slow process. I think that's one thing a lot of people don't understand or aren't aware of, it's definitely going to take the time that it takes. So sometimes it'll go a little quicker on press, but usually it's quite slow. And do you primarily create like greeting cards and and postcards and things like that? Is that really? For the most part, yeah. yeah. And I love thinking about, okay, who's going to purchase that greeting card? Who are they going to mail it to? I love thinking about that connection. 
And you also mentioned that you do some stitch work. Could you can you show yeah. a quick example of kind of what you yeah. do? Yeah, these are, I just do basic um, book binding. Here's an example of a book that I did. And then I also like uh, fussing with these tiny little books that fit into a matchbook cover. And this is a paperback one. And then this is technically a hardback book that I made to fit into this little matchbox. So they're just really fun. What would you like to learn or do that you have not done yet? Oh, gosh. I don't know what I don't know, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. And I feel like with every teacher that I take a course under, I learn something new. I'm amazed at the community of letterpress printers and how they push the envelope. How do you plan to market your work? Likely mostly word of mouth. Um, I am doing social media as well. You can find me on Instagram, uh, but word of mouth primarily. I've done a, quite a few custom orders over the past several years, and I've done markets around town. If you were to offer some advice to someone starting out, what would that advice be? Find a workshop somewhere and just jump in and take a class and start asking questions. The community is out there and so willing to help you. They really want to keep this art form alive and thriving. What do you see in your future? Ah, hopefully no typos. Um, <laughs> lots of stationery with no typos and um, just um, more community. Appreciate everything. Thank you so much, Nan. Thank you, Sherry. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. As always, my intention is to offer you inspiration that excites you to want to get out there and create something amazing. Be sure to check out some of the other episodes, and if you like what you've heard, please help spread the word. Give this a thumbs up, subscribe, follow, and share with others. There's more information in the show notes, including links to other great stories, tips, and resources. Drop me a message or comment at any time, and I hope you will sign up to be a part of this creative tribe.